Hello everyone, hope everyone's having a great day. So today we're going to be talking about Wicked Fox by Cat Cho. You know, I loved this novel, I really did. Um, I thought it was a great novel, ultimately, in the end. And I think it's definitely a must read. Um, oh, excuse me, sorry. Today I am joined by my son. Uh, he hasn't joined me in a while because he usually my husband usually watches him but this morning I get to spend all the time in the world with him in any case so today we're gonna to be talking about like I said um Wicked Fox and it's such an incredible novel um it's such a fan terrific fantasy that delves a lot into Korean folklore um it follows me young and she's a gumiho. Um, probably not saying that right, so excuse me for butchering a lovely language. She's a, and in case you don't know, um, a gumiho is a nine-tailed uh, fox demon who, um, usually depicted as a female, who lives off of eating the liver and hearts of men. Uh, she has a lot of Myung. Myung is the you know main character. She has a lot of reservations, um, prolonging her life by taking others. Oh, <laughs> you're so cute, little one. Sorry, my son is smiling and he's absolutely adorable. Um, oh yes, you are so cute. <laughs> but on topic, you know she has a lot of reservations with taking the lives of men um, and she doesn't eat their liver or their hearts she just takes their ghee which is their life force basically and that's all she does because of her reservations you know so it's you know a lot of she asks herself a lot of moral questions you know is it right to prolong her life at the risk of others and you know the men she takes those life from they're not good men they um she only hunts bad men that says a lot about her character you know she does this thing in order to survive because if she doesn't do it you know after 100 days she does die you know so she does have to um kill in order to just live regularly because if she doesn't you know after 100 days of not killing she will die and she only does it uh, once a month on the night of a full moon. So she gives herself a lot of lines. She gives herself a lot of rules so that she can justify herself and sort of not be the killer that or murderer that haunts her. Um, that is until she meets Jihoon. Uh, she saves his life in the middle of the night after you know one of her kills and this chance encounter it sort of sets off a lot um <laughs> it sets off a lot of risk a lot of tension <laughs> you're a very cute little one i'm sorry my son is is distracting me today and I do apologize um, I will try to stay on on topic she 
meets Jihoon and he kind of changes everything for her. Uh, he opens up her eyes as to the life she's been living, which is, which has been um, quite lonely for her. You know, it's been very lonely for her and it just says a lot about their dynamic and their characterization but before I you know talk about that I do want to talk about the fantasy in the novel I loved the fantasy in the novel I really did I thought it was so well written I thought it was such an honor to learn a little bit through this novel of Korean folklore uh, because what Cho does is she's not just writing a story she is including bits <laughs> she is including bits of folklore in her story and I think it's really cool that she does that um, because it breaks up the story but it doesn't disrupt the pacing of it you know, while she gives a lot of history um, and develops the folklore, she is able to captivate. You know, she, and it explains a lot of why Mi Young is kind of the way she is, why her mother is the way there is, why their dynamics are the way that they are. I think that's very cool I think it's very intriguing and ultimately I loved it and I love those interludes because they they build up you know they break up the story they give history but they also build you can tell that they're building up to something and at some point during the novel I kind of just wanted to read these interludes to see what they were building up for but I didn't want to disrupt the pacing of the story so I just continued to read and I loved the pacing of the story I loved how interesting it was I loved how smoothly it moved because it really does capture a passage of time quite effortlessly you know you're going from season to season from moon phase to moon phase and I like how there's this kind of grounding moment of highlighting seasons because I do know that in many Asian cultures you know celebrating the seasons is very important you know it says a lot about their culture so the the story is it's grounded you're able to follow it as you link to this change of seasons as you link to these the the phases of the moon and this full moon and the importance of a full moon because in a lot of cultures not just asian you know the full moon means a lot you know the full moon means a lot as does the Um, sorry, as does the new moon, and it's very, those, <laughs> those are very important aspects of this novel. Oh, baby boy, look at you crawl. <laughs> Ow, ah, no, you're so cute. You're so cute, look at those little teethies. Sorry, I know, I said I was going to try to stay on topic, 
but my son is, you know, starting to crawl a little bit. He's got little teethies growing. I can't help but think they're so adorable. I, I apologize. Um, but I did actually read this novel to my son. You know, he is, he is just a baby. He, he is only ten and a half months old. But this story, it's very clean. It's very cleanly written. Um, there's no explicitives in it at all. So I think it's great for any age, you know. I think it's great for anyone to read. But it's also very mature. Like, the tone is very mature as it addresses Mee-young's inability to really connect with people. You know, she has such a distrust of people because of her mother. She's very lonely. And she's not alone because she wants to be alone. She's alone because she thinks it's better for everyone else. She thinks it's safer for everyone else. And that's what I really drew from this novel. And it says a lot about the characterization. It says a lot about the character dynamics. Because there's so much character growth in the story. <laughs> there's so much character growth in the story. There's so much... Um, tension and strong dynamics because for both of them you know Jiyun himself you know feels abandoned he hides behind a smile a facade but it's not real and for him and Myung to connect it does say something important about how rich they are you know they both have a lot of pain but they don't really let their pain dictate who they are. They Together they're moving forward. You know, they're both opening each other's eyes to the complexities of the world. That not everything is just kind of black and white. You know, there's lots of gray in the world. And I love that. I love how they develop together as characters, and I love how they develop individually through their interaction with each other. What I also like was, you know, usually in novels, um, I liked the flip of the gendering here. Usually, you know, young adult novels, you have, it's usually the male character that's very stoic and very broody and very dark. And it's the light-hearted girl that has to open them up. I liked the flip. Because Mi-Wung is very closed off. She's very broody. She's very strong. You know, she's a fierce character. And I love that about her. And I love how Mi-Wung is kind of like the light-hearted fellow who's trying to open her up. I think that was a great twist of things. Because, you know, you usually see the woman as the light-hearted one. And I liked this blend because it showed a different strength for female characters. It showed that female characters can be as brooding and dark as any male character out there. And I loved that Cho was able to do that and tap into that with her storytelling. I thought, I think it says a lot about her writing. I think it shows that she's a strong writer because she's able to create really strong, formidable characters that are also relatable, that are captivating. Mm -hmm and have a lot of depth to them. So once again, this is Wicked Fox. I give it four and a half stars. I love the pacing, I love the folklore to it, and I, ultimately I think it was a great story. You can go ahead and purchase it on bookshop.org. I highly recommend purchasing on bookshop.org because a percentage of all your proceeds do go to local booksellers, and when you're checking out, it will tell you exactly 
how much of your money is going to booksellers. If money is too tight, which I know for a lot of us it is, I recommend checking out the book from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community and they definitely deserve the community support. And I hope you will support me by liking this podcast and subscribing to it. You can also become a supporter on anchor.com for 99 cents a month. Uh, that money goes towards making this pos- this podcast better, which you know I really want to do because there's so much that I want to do for it. Uh, so I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.